Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. Well, tonight, who's ready for the word? Come on, who's ready for the word? You realise over, since we've been open, is that the amount of new people that have walked through our doors. Uh, in the last probably six months since June that we've been open, we've had 55 families come and join our church. Like, that is huge. That's something that you guys need to clap. Uh, that is something that you need to celebrate. Why? Because it's about the individuals. It's about people. The reason why, as a church, we are here is because the community matters. It's because people matter. You know, do you realize that in this time, from the time we've opened since COVID to now, we've had more salvations or people make decisions to follow Jesus and come into a relationship with Jesus than we ever have in any six-month period? Oh, that's good. That is awesome! Like, honestly. And this is the thing. This is why the church exists. This is why we exist. It's so that a little bit more of earth can go to heaven. And as Christians, this is how we should portray us. We should be excited about these things. We should be the ones on the front foot, the ones saying, hey, listen, come and see. And so tonight I want to just talk about this for a short time. Come and see. Come and see. You know, there's a... A thing that Carolina and myself thought when we first came here is that we believe that, that we would see the narrative of transformation. Yeah, right. Is that as people walk through the doors that the Spirit of God would get around their life. Right. We believe right now as a church being the light of the world is that the church is here to reform culture through the narrative of transformation. In other words, people come and see, they come and taste of who Christ is, and they're transformed by the Spirit of God and by being connected to you and I, the church. You know, who was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter, which were another couple of disciples. Jesus said to Philip, hey, come with me. You know, Philip then found Nathanael and said, we have found the one that Moses and the prophets wrote about. He is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael asked, can anything good come from Nazareth? And Philip answered and said, come and see. And when Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, he said, here is a true descendant of our ancestor Israel, and he isn't deceitful. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. And Jesus said, Before Philip called you, I saw you under a fig tree. Nathanael said, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Did you believe me just because I said that I saw you under a fig tree? You will see something even greater. I tell you for certain that you will see heaven open and God's angels going up and down on the Son of Man. Come on, let me pray. Father God, tonight I pray that every word be an utterance of your spirit, that you open our hearts to be able to hear what you have for each and every one of us corporately, but God, also too, 
individually in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. As I read through this, I love reading this story. There's a guy by the name of Philip. He has an encounter with Jesus. He has an encounter and all that is is that Jesus says, hey, come with me. And then all of a sudden he's like, man, I've just met the Messiah. You know, yeah, I'm going to come, but first I'm just going to go and tell someone else who's been waiting for the Messiah to come, who's been waiting for something to take place. And he he runs over and he finds Nathaniel and he makes this statement. And Nathaniel says, can anything good come? You know, when you encounter Christ, when you encounter something, you just want to tell someone. You ever notice that? It's like that moment where you you taste something for the first time. Maybe it's a new ice cream or something that has come out. And then all of a sudden you go and tell everyone. Anyone else like that? Yes, Stacy, I know. But it's like you you have this thing and it's like, this is too good to be true. I'm just, or for guys. It's like your first car. You know, the first car is almost the ultimate car. For me. I worked up with my cars a little bit. My first one, you had to push it around every now and then. But then as you work up, you get the car that you want. You're like, whoa, this is the best. For me, it was a 1980 VL Commodore that was chipped, lowered, silver, everything. I'd done everything to it. It was amazing. And you know, guys, when you get the car, you know you're going to get the girl. The sad thing was, in my life at this stage, I had the car, but I didn't have the girl. You know, I want to tell you this, is that I rode that car off before I got the girl. It was a car where I would say, you know what, come and have a look. Sit in it, let's go for a drive. You know, it was amazing. But then I I rode it off. It was a waste. And my future didn't look really good. I had no car. And I had no girl. It was bad. But it even got worse. Because the replacement car was a green XL Hyundai. I I don't know, for some of you sitting here, I don't even know what type of car that is. Well, you think of a little Yaris driving around these days. There was no manliness about that car at all. There was no speed. There was nothing at all attractive. My future looked really, really bad. There was nothing to brag about. But I am pleased to say that God can do all things. And as soon as you encounter him, he does everything. Because I got the girl with the XL. See? So my future looked bright. But there's these moments where you say, come and see. Take, come and see. Think about those moments where you encounter, and this was a moment for Philip where he was like, hey, just come and see. Just come and see who I've found. I've found the one that we've been looking for. Come and see. You know, when you experience God, you can't help but go and tell someone. When God touches your life, you know the moment, you know the time, you know the place. You can't help but but deny. You can't. But it's this moment where you go, okay, I've just got to tell someone. Philip is here. I love watching 
when you people find Christ. There's a transformation that comes around their world. They can't help but share the gospel. They can't help but share the moment that they're touched by God. They're excited about who God is, what God is doing in them, what God is doing through them, and what God is doing around them. They can't deny. And so they have to tell someone. Friend, when was the last time you told someone? When was the last time you reached out? I believe this is a key for all of us, is that for some of us, we've stopped sharing the gospel, we've stopped stop expressing ourselves. We need to go back to that first love. We need to come back and sit by and remember the time where we encountered Christ. Remember the time where we encountered His Spirit. For some of you, that could be last week. For others, 30 years ago. But come back to a time where you encounter Him. We need to be able to testify of the goodness of God within our lives. The Apostle Paul, many a people wanted to kill him. They dragged him before the courts. They falsely accused him. And one time he's before the king, King Agrippa, and he's standing there. And he's on trial. And and this is the moment where he appears to Caesar, appeals to Caesar. And he doesn't realize in that moment that King Agrippa and the guys, they're about to let him go, but he appeals to Caesar. But he makes this statement to the king, and he says, but God has helped me right here. God has helped me in this time where people have accused me, where people have wanted to kill me. God has helped me to do this very day. He's helped me in this moment so that I stand here and I testify to small and alike. In other words, we are called to testify. We are called to declare the word of God to small, to whoever we stand before. We are called to tell someone. The Apostle Paul encountered God on the road to Damascus. He encountered God, he remembers that moment, and through that moment it changed his life that he just had to tell someone. He just had to tell someone. Friend, tonight, are you desperate enough where God has transformed your life that you just have to tell someone? The second thing that we find, and Nathaniel makes this comment, can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good? He's sitting under a fig tree. Sitting under a fig tree. His mate comes to him. Hey, listen, we found the one. We found the Messiah. Come. Can anything good come? Well, you know what? Don't argue with me. Come and experience it for yourself. Don't argue it. Don't take my word for it. How about you come and meet him? He's walking along the road, and at the very word that Jesus speaks to him, he believes. He believes. You know, a man with an experience is never at the mercy with the man of an opinion. You know, I think about this story a lot every now and then, and I I just think about it. Is that right there, 
Philip could have just gone, you know what? Just stay under your fig tree. Can anything good come? Just stay there. You know, I shouldn't have shared with you anyway. But no, he goes, you know what? You don't believe me? Come and see for yourself. You you don't believe? Come on, you've, you've got to see this for yourself. And instead of arguing with the man, instead of arguing with him, he goes, you know, uh, that statement, well, come and see for yourself then. You know, for some of us, you know, when we send the invite out, you know, you might have that response. But our response should be, well, how about you just come and see? What have you got to lose? You've got everything to gain. It's that moment of, Invite. It's that moment of engagement, that moment of, hey, come and see. I've found, I've experienced, but you know what? You can't argue me out of this. You've just got to experience it yourself. You've just got to come and experience it yourself. One thing that I've learned is people just need to experience Jesus for themselves. They just need to experience his presence. Time and time again, where I hear about the testimony of people that have come through the doors, that have just stood in this building and found healing. They've found wholeness. They've found restoration. Friend, that's not me. That's God. We cannot do this in our own strength. It's the Spirit of God moving. Another scripture says, hey, come and taste. Come and see. Come and taste that the God is good. Come and taste that he is good. Come and partake of him. Come and see what he's done for you. See for yourself. Sit in a moment where you can just reflect and connect with him. And in that moment, you'll find transformation. In that moment, you'll find wholeness. In that moment, you'll find what you've been looking for. Come and see. For us that know Christ, is that we, we share and we invite. Yeah. We share, we invite. We share, we invite. But then the other thing that we need to do is just let God do the rest. Just let God do the rest. A, a news break here. Some of you just need to let God do it. You've tried to do it in your own strength. You've tried to tell people how it's done. But friend, today, that's God's job. Our job is just to share, love, connect, lead them. And then it's God's job to mold, shape. I love this moment is that when you see people encounter God, you see their countenance change. You see all of a sudden their face lights up. You see the Spirit of God moving inside of them, bringing change, bringing restoration. You can tell people how good something is, but when they experience, they tell others. I, I love hanging out with my kids. 
And every now and then we go to water parks. You know, you always have the slides. And there's always that moment where at a certain age, you know, kids don't want to go down. And being a dad, it's like you're waiting there and it's like, you know, you've been waiting in the line for sometimes nearly half an hour to an hour. Anyone been there? And you're waiting and you're going up and, and there are some rides where you, you're carrying the big ring because, you know, you're both going to go down on it. And you're waiting in line to get the ring. You pick up the ring and then you're waiting in line when you get the ring to go up the stairs. And then when you get to the stairs, all of a sudden, the young one that you've gone with says, I'm scared. Anyone been in that moment? Or, or that other one where they've been sitting there for 10 minutes and they're there and they're, they're about to go and they're like, ah, and then they get up and get off and then five kids go and you've been there an hour and you're like, just go! But they don't. You know, in that moment, I really just, I want to push them. And it isn't dad's right to be able to do that. But somehow the lifeguard doesn't see that right. But finally, after I convince, after I, and, and, and we've got number four, and, and as Jesse's growing up, he's just coming through this stage. And he's like, Dad, I don't want to do it. I, what, you want to do the walk of shame? You can't do that. But there's a moment where all of a sudden, you know, the reasoning has come in, the bribing has come in, everything's come in. We'll buy you whatever you want. Just go, son. Just go. You're going to enjoy it. You know, after that one time they've done it, that was awesome. That was amazing. Dad, I want to go again. That was good. You know, literally. And then you want to go home and they don't want to leave. But in that moment, they've experienced something. When you experience something, you just want to go, it is awesome. When you experience the love of Christ and he moves in, you can't help but go, it is It is awesome. He is awesome. But friends, sometimes familiarity gets in. And we forget that moment of first love. We forget that moment of the rush. We forget that moment of, God, you are. And we need to come back. We need to come back. Romans 8, 16. It says, The Spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit, that we are children of God. Friend, we, we encounter Him when we meet Him. His Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. When His Spirit testifies to your spirit, you can't help but go, He is 
And when you experience that, you can't help but tell people how. You can't help it. Because of the transformation, the love, the mercy, the grace that floods, that flows through His Spirit. Come and see. Come and see. We found the one, Nathaniel. Come and see. He comes and sees and he finds out, wow, this is what I've been searching for. He's what I've been longing for. Turns out that Nathaniel becomes one of the disciples, the apostles of Jesus. Why? Why did he become an apostle? Why did he become one of the disciples? Because someone invited him. Because someone said, come and see. Friend tonight, when was the last time you said to someone, come and see? Come and see. Come and see that God is good. Well, nothing, nothing, nothing good ever happens in Redcliffe. Well, come and see. God's never going to move. Well, come and see. Friend, friend just come and see. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to reason with you. All I'm going to say is come and see. Come and see what God can do in you. Come and see what God can do through you. Come and see what God is doing in this place. Come and see what God is doing in a people. Come and see the remnant that God is moving right now and that is raising up to bring change yeah. and transformation yeah. to a community. Right. Just come and see. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to use words to convince you. I'm just going to say, just come and see. When they come and see, I'm just going to let God do the rest. I'm just going to let God do the rest. Friend, in this period, in this time, there are people that are searching. There are people that are longing. And you look at the world right now, it's in chaos. People are in fear, in uncertainty, but they're searching. We have people turn up to our church on a Sunday night, searching, searching for a place to be open. We have people that drive around and they go to a number of churches and they find that they're shut and they end up here because we're the ones open. Friend, no matter what we do as a church, we believe that the doors should always be open. Because God says, hey, come as you are. But I love you too much to leave you the way that you are. 
And when they come, they're searching, but what I love is that they actually find. They find God, they find restoration, they find healing, they find purpose. Friend, tonight, come and see. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.